Oh yes, Adnan. Did I, I'm just I didn't I don't think I asked this last yeah. time, but did you enjoy the way we started the episode last time? No. <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> I I I can't. I'm I'm not a man that will lie. So. Just screaming, abandon your gods. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, you know. With different strokes, of course, you know, you gotta, you gotta experiment sometimes. Yeah. Try some things that are new. Hey, this is Sad Boys Graduate. Life is in constant motion and there is no escape. Ezra is out with the fire and most of Europe continues to be a monkey knife fight. I'm Jiggly. Uh, monkey knife fight. I'm Adnan. And I'm chairman of Section 8 and also chairperson of the drip, Nick. Okay. The uh, unofficial fourth sad boy at this point. I like how his name in Discord is Chairman Man. <laughs> Good stuff. How, how is everyone? You know, um, I'm, I'm, this, this was my last uh, day of going downtown for classes, and then tomorrow is my last ever class. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's why I had to change the name. Yeah. All right. I'm graduating with a bachelor's in film and television. Oh, the hell is that? I'm kidding. Congrats, man. That's that's sick. Yeah. And then I have to try to find a job. Welcome to the real world. Yeah. Hey, Meanwhile, this, the... my industry is on strike. <laughs> Hey, there is a soccer ambassador opening at a local Dick Sporting Goods you may be interested in. <laughs> no? It's not local to me, but that's true. Um, I'll segue that because I, I, not to like step on your toes, but yeah, it's it's good timing since I I did I think I mentioned last week I'm going on an email. I did actually get the job. I saw the email at like nine forty five p.m. at a McDonald's drive through, so that'll be exciting. And in a few weeks' time, I will be the Oh God, the Chicago soccer specialist for Adidas on behalf of Arch Rival, which is a very formal term. I'm just going to go at Dick Sporting Goods and, and look at the Adidas sections, and that's pretty much it. And yeah. I will be getting paid for that. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone wants anything from Dick Sporting Goods before I leave on Tuesday, let me know. <laughs> you, want, you want any dicks, Jiggly? Sorry. You know what? Maybe. Huh? Well, and something from the from Dick Sporting Goods store. Yeah, maybe. You you asked. I just wanted to see how long it could sound that silence. <laughs> Nick, how's life? Any, anything particular? Or are you just kind of moving along? You're, you're garbled a bit. Oh, uh, you hear me now better? Yeah. Okay, I said I had to move. Oh. Uh, that sucked. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm out in the boonies for the time being, trying to find oh. my way back into the city. So, yeah. That is three major life events, though, for consecutive people all at once. That's weird. Usually you're going to come on here and life continues to be the same and we have a crisis about it. <laughs> well, I just want to say, with all these uh, massive life events, uh, I just wanted to add in as well in the general life section, uh, thank you to everyone who listens to us every week. Uh, with the fact that Adnan's getting a new job, I'm graduating, we'll probably have to get a job. Not probably, we'll have to get a job. That will, that might probably get the job. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but like you know, stuff might start coming up that like you know scheduling is going to be harder, and then in the future at some point soon, 
So it might mean that, you know, sad boys might have to come to an end. But at the very least, while we're still here, while we're still doing this now, while we're still trying to make it happen, we are thankful for everyone who listens. Yeah. And like I people. still have my podcast, Weekend Weird. I don't talk soccer, but yeah. <laughs> you talked soccer <laughs> once, and that was when you brought me on. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you do one. That's nice. It's yeah, called Weekend yeah. Weird, you said? Yeah, Weekend Weird. It's uh, about pretty much UFOs, ghosts, true crime. Yeah. Oh. We've been on hiatus for a couple of months, but yeah, this month we're starting back up since it's uh, UFO Alien Month. Oh, you okay? You I did not know it was UFO alien. Man. Thank you for the information. I will keep yeah. an eye out. But yes, there's also yeah. the episode that I was on there with you about uh, the World Cup. Yes, yes, and uh, FIFA. Yeah. Hey, I wouldn't be against some soccer conspiracies one day, but you know, cross that bridge. Well, obviously. you guys know my cons- my major soccer conspiracy theory with MLS. Uh, is it the fi- it's something fire related, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, that uh, the fire were good when the entire MLS was bad, so they want to keep the fire bad so that no one will talk about those years. And, like, it, the thing is, is that, like, it kind of makes sense because the, even the fire don't talk about 2003. They only talk about the double, and then there's a big gap, and then Blanco shows up. They don't talk about those years. That's definitely, <laughs> de- definitely the reason why the fire are bad. Not, no, nothing else. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, the MLS, MLS, MLS moving players away from the fire, like the Bedoya one. That, that one was really weird. Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones was the bad one. I'll give you that one. That yeah. one was weird. But we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to the fire, I assume, later on and why they're yeah. potentially bad. Um, potentially? I just have a quick... That's fair. I just have a quick... <laughs> maybe. A uh, quick NFL thing. I didn't know the Jets were playing the Cowboys this year. That's going to be funny. I mean, oh, yeah, they dropped like, the schedule. Cowboys. Yeah, I, I thought they had already announced the matchups, but I just saw the other day, I'm like, oh, we're getting Jets-Cowboys this year. That's funny, like, objectively. Even if you're a neutral for both teams, that's a funny game. I love how it's the season starts off with the Falcons against the Jaguars. Oh, gee. well, you know, to be fair, that's, that's the smartest thing to do because everyone's going to watch the first game anyway. <laughs> so put the most weird teams Exactly, there. yeah. Where oh the God, Jaguars think- look good last year? So, the Jaguars were kind of good last year, but like, who actually cares about them? That's it's, it's kind of. Ayo. I guess <laughs> it's kind of like the, the the Vancouver Whitecaps when they're good. It's just sort of like, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's you really want, paying attention? Jigley, I'll give you a good fun fact then before we get into the crux of this thing. You, Nick and I are, are both the wrestling fans, primarily of all elite wrestling. You know Wembley yeah. Stadium, obviously, right, Jiggly? Yep. That wrestling company is. Probably going to sell out Wembley Stadium for a wrestling event. I, I believe it. Unbelievable to think I about. It. Well, you yeah. To... It, it... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was do you want to go to Wembley, Nick? It's a joke. <laughs> I thought about it for a second because because also WWE is doing Money in the Bank the month before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'm I'm probably gonna head to Detroit for SummerSlam, so I don't know. Oh, I Detroit? forgot that's in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, it's at Four Field. Yeah. Oh, it's sick. But, I, I still regret yeah, going to. I'm oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, it, it's England, it, especially Europe. They're they're wrestling deprived, so anything like from those two companies, they're just or even like the smaller companies like Impact or um, whatever GCW or New Japan. They're going to go. 
see it. So them selling out Wembley is not surprising. But what's funny about it is that WWE tried to get back into Wembley and have been trying to get back into Wembley for like 10 years. And they yeah. keep saying no, but Tony Khan comes. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in. <laughs> w. Up to uh, Tony I Khan. I also forgot that there's a completely other sport that we should mention. Uh, I'm sure Nick knows about this, and you're probably also like somewhat angry about it. Uh, the, N- the NHL draft lottery happened. I was able to watch it because I was just sort of like downstairs while my dad had it on, and I got to watch the entire thing without even planning on it. And yeah, the, the Blackhawks are going to get the the guy who's pretty much claimed as the next Gretzky, like has the numbers to match it. Uh, Connor Bedard. Yeah, it's uh, like, Don, he's, he, he's like Gretzky, McDavid, Crosby level of hype. No, like even even more than McDavid. Like, yeah, well, do, do you know the numbers that he had in the juniors? I know it's record breaking. I know it's so mental. In 57 games this season, he scored 71 goals in 57 games. And he also scored. He also got 72 assists in 57 games. He That's had as many point games as he does zero point games. <laughs> And but, at the yeah. uh, World Juniors, because th- that was the big thing that I keep hearing from the hockey people that like, you know, Lemieux, McDavid, Crosby, they all did well in the juniors, but they didn't really do much of the World Junior Championship. The only guy who actually did anything at the Juniors Championship uh, was Gretzky. And this guy broke those records as well. <laughs> he got 23 Jeez. points in seven games. And I mean, it's a little, it is a little suspect that the, the big market team immediately gets the first pick. Yeah, well, I mean, huge it's star. between the Hawks and the Ducks. Yeah, there's no way they're going to send that kid to Anaheim. Yeah. No shot. <laughs> Does he want to be a Mighty Duck? Oh, come on. Look, I mean, I would love it if he were a Mighty Duck, but they're not the Mighty Ducks anymore. They ha- they changed their branding, and it's so bad now that I would never want to see him in that branding. Yeah. Mighty Ducks to me. Like, like uh, the, du- the Rays are still the Devil Rays. Uh, the Florida Mar- the Miami Marlins still the Florida Marlins. Yeah, I'm old school. Like, yeah, you look, y'all what y'all are. So <laughs> I will I say, about like, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I will say, yeah. out of those three, like two of those are good, like the old branding is better. But man, the Miami Marlins branding is so much better than the Florida Marlins. Like, it just looks better. Yeah, the font does. Yeah, the font on it. I, I thought Miami, the colors yeah. do, do well too. Yeah, it's different no, colors, well. colors a little bit better. Yeah, I'm just it's looking dope. at the. I'm just looking at the old Florida Marlins logo, and it's just a letter F with a fish around it. Yeah, that is phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. We, shall we, we get to actual soccer? Considering we actually have a hard time limit this time, and the fact that there is some fire news we need to get to at some stage. We definitely do have to get to that. I'll get to yeah. Europe. Well, Europe's not going to be too bad. Uh, Bundesliga update, Bremen played the big bad Bayern Munich and lost. I mean, it was only 2-1 at the end. It's a good fight from the Bremen lads, but like they at least didn't get smoked, although it was kind of annoying how like they lost, but you're playing Bayern Munich, who cares? So they'll still be safe, I think, in terms of relegation. I don't think the other teams can catch up to them. It's, it's a seven-point gap with three games to go, so it would be utterly baffling if Bremen got dragged into that. But speaking of the monkey knife fight, it's kind of boiled down to four teams, really. Dalk is on 30. They're completely safe. Stuttgart and Bochum are tied for the relegation playoff spot. 
So like one of them would get that, one of them would automatically go down. And then in last place is Hertha Berlin on 25 points, three points behind. So we're either going to have it be between Stuttgart, Bochum, and Berlin fighting for the playoff spot, or maybe Schalke, Stuttgart, Bochum fighting for automatic uh, survival versus the playoff versus automatically going down. Um, I mean, yeah, that's it's interesting. At least Stuttgart lost to Hertha, so that kind of sucked him into it. The rest of the Bundesliga is just kind of the rest of the Bundesliga. The top four race is kind of interesting because Leipzig's on 57 in third, and then Union and Freiburg are on 56 with a bit of a gap uh, after them. So we're either going to get Freiburg or Union Berlin, or potentially even both in the Champions League this upcoming season, which would be a good time. All right, understandable. Oh, Leipzig played Bremen. Oh my God, I didn't realize Bremen played Leipzig this weekend. Oh my God, and then Bayern, and then they play Bayern. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so standard stuff in the Bundesliga. It's like I've just noticed League Two has snuck in after the Premier League segment, so I'll let I'll let Nick get to that in due time. Uh, the Premier League, Man U has been dragged into the top four race because of their own faults and the fact that Liverpool has just been winning every game. So Man U need to win three out of the last four games of the season to secure top four. Sounds relatively easy, obviously, for a team like Man U, but narrative is also a thing in sports, which scares me. If you go to the monkey knife fight at the bottom, Southampton's as good as gone, unfortunately. They just have not been there this season. And then it's four teams fighting for two spots, Nottingham Forest on 33, Everton on 32, and then Leicester and Leeds on 30. Everton beat the brakes off of Brighton this past weekend, which was a huge result for them, or I think during the week. And then Leicester lost again. It generally looks like Leicester might be going down this year. I want which is it. Unbelievable. I want it so bad. They play Liverpool, Newcastle, and West Ham. We need to uh, see Leicester in the championship, man. That's wild. That, yeah. Uh, next season, they're going to run away with it. we back in the Premier League the following season. Um, it, it, it's kind of funny that you, like back in 2016, they pretty much got the world and won the English Premier League, and all of a sudden, what is it, seven years later, going back down. Yeah, going back down. Wild. Yeah. Um, I think, is that even it for, yeah, Premier League, uh, I, I, well, I, I still think what, have all the... Of us- I think I think it's kind of agreed among the three of us that like we want the ones to go down to be Southampton, Leicester, and Everton. You were so close to saying among us. We were so close to greatness. Among us. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down to see Everton get relegated to like the fifteenth division. Do not like that club. The old man team, just a senior league. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing at the fire pitch with my rec league team and I come against come across Everton. That's how poorly they've been doing. All right. um, I'll finish off my stuff real quick. Uh, The rest of it is just European stuff. We had the Champions League this week. Second legs will be next week. Real Madrid tied Manchester City 1-1 at home. Just two absolutely banging goals. Some good soccer there. And then today we had the Milan Derby, which would have been... Jiggly, if you were ever going to watch Champions League football, this would have been your game, AC Milan versus Milan. It really should have been. It really should have. Um, it feels like a game that I would like to watch because I, uh, when I was a kid, I was a, an AC Milan fan. Yeah, and it's this the last dance of the San Siro. Yeah, uh, Inter scored twice very early, and then the game kind of died. But it's going to set up a really good second leg because obviously it's in the same stadium again. So Milan will get some players back, maybe from injury. That'll be a whole thing. 
And then the Europa League slash Conference League will come out the day, like by the time this comes out. I think the game's already been played, but I'll look up the uh, games real quick if I can. It's Sevilla versus Juventus, which is pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie to you. And then we have Roma versus Leverkusen, which just screams out uh, Europa League. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> and then the Conference League, I know West Ham is obviously one of the teams. West Ham is playing AZ Alkmaar and Georgi Mihailovic. And then we have Fiorentina versus Basel. And that, that just vibes, to be fair. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's a good time. Like, Wait, you, you, should even... watch, you should watch Fiorentina Basel. I didn't even notice you mentioned, uh, I, I, you probably did mention it, but Jaco uh, scored one of the goals for Inter. I didn't even he notice. Did. 30, I think he, my dad was saying he's 37 years old. Let me see this real quick. I, I was almost looked up 37 year old instead of Edin Jaco age for some reason. <laughs> What other 37-year-olds can we find? Oh, he is 37, though. Nice. That is wild to think about. Um, yeah. So there, there's Europe. Speaking of Europe, League One is in Europe. Nick's excited for next year in League One, apparently. League Two. Oh, sorry. Well, my my apologies. Three, good, because we start off with League One, because I have to explain what's going to happen with League Two next year in the English, English uh, League. So this week... Um, League One finished up their season along with League Two. And being promoted to the championship is Plymouth Argyle, who won the league in Ipswich Town. And the playoff is uh, between Sheffield Wednesday, Barthley, Bolton Wanderers, and Petersburg United. But the most interesting part about that is who's being relegated to League Two. So. That was actually Peter Burrow. Oh, Peter Burrow. I'm sorry, Peterborough. Peterborough United. I'm sorry. I thought that was a joke, and then I was like, wait a second. That didn't sound like a joke. (laughs) Yeah. My bad. Is who's being relegated? So the last place team for Green Rangers relegated, along with uh, Accrington, Stanley, Accrington, uh, Accrington, excuse me, Stanley, Morecane. Morecambe. Yeah, Morecambe. Excuse (laughs) me. And Milton Keys Dons, who literally tied their last match, allowing Cambridge and United and Oxford United to continue to play in the League uh, One next season to keep that rivalry going between Oxford and Cambridge <laughs> in their port that they drink during the game because they don't drink beer. But next year in the League Two is going to be. Uh, MK Dawes, along with their blood rival, AOC Wimbledon, who escaped off relegation, um, Crew Alexandria, I'm just naming a couple of teams, um, Barrow, and also Wexham. Oh, geez, yeah, Wrexham's going to be funny. And, and this is a league. It's very possible. Wanna... Yeah. It's this very possible that wanna... it's... I, I was just going to mention, it's very possible that Chesterfield uh, or Knotts County, if Knotts County goes up as well, that's going to be interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, Knotts County was the team Wrexham was beefing with this past year in whatever league they're in. Yeah. This is a league I want to watch next year. I want them to put this on some packets so I can watch this. You have, <laughs> you have the Wrexham story continuously going on. A lot of American fans, you have a natural blood rivalry between Milton Keys 
I mean, don't forget, it's not just Wrexham who have like the story with like the American owner thing going on and like the mm. somewhat famous American, well, very famous American owners for Wrexham, but the somewhat famous American owner of AFC Wimbledon, Tim Green. No, John Green. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. And how, that, how before there was Wrexham with their story, it was AFC Wimbledon with their story. I'm up I really, Wait, very quickly. Was it yeah. John Green? In the Welcome to Wrexham show, I believe he was. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, if, yeah. It, it, especially with AFC Wimbledon, is that the the original team Wimbledon FC uh, with the most famous little crazy game, Vinnie Jones. Remember, I'm the juggernaut from X Men: The Last Stand. We all know um, Vinnie Jones. They, I mean, I I prefer yeah. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but. Yes, that's my favorite of them. All. <laughs> um, they moved to Milton Keynes, and they also kept the nickname the Don. So a bunch of fans got together in a local pub in Wilmington, and it was like, look, we're going to form, we want our team, we're going to form a new team, form AFC Wilmington, and they're one of the, I think they're the fastest team to start off as a semi-pro team to move all the way up to the English League, too. I think they're the fastest. To become yes. professional. I mean, they were supposed to do a movie about it. I don't know what's going on with it. But, and their natural blood rivalry is with MK Dawes. And you got that. And also Forrest Green and possibly Knox County and Wexham. That's an exciting league that you want to watch. Week in mm-hmm. and week out. The stories you can have. Like, oh, you have uh, MK Dawes versus AMC Wilmington. That rivalry. You have Wexham versus uh, AMC Wilmington. Uh, the... Pretty much the mirror, the mirror teams. Um, ones build, both of them building up from the ashes. Its possibilities are endless, and this is exciting. And I want to see this league next season. I think ESPN Plus has the rights to like the Championship League One League Two, so they might. So they will, I assume, air some games, but definitely won't be able to watch like consistent games. Unfortunately, yeah, from what I know. Yeah, especially- yeah, because you you want to see oh Wexham versus Knox County. Okay, that's probably going to be at ESPN. But what about Wexham versus MK Dawn? Yeah, that's going to be hard. And, and how like and how I forgot how uh, the MK Dawn supporters just went absolutely nuts on the ownership after being relegated to League Two after after the game they tied last uh, Saturday. They uh, just went nuts. Just check online. There's also uh, former. Twice uh, interim coach of Everton, coaching Forrest Green right now, uh, Duncan Ferguson. I did Ooh. not know that. That's very <laughs> funny, objectively. <laughs> uh, also, while we're talking about English soccer real quick, spare a thought to the Fire Zone, Joe Chats, who is a Millwall fan, and they needed to win to get into the playoffs, and they were up 3-1 at home and then lost 4-3. to Damn. Oh. Damn. I don't have many thoughts about Millwall. You don't have many thoughts? Yeah, so that that is European soccer. Thank you for the yeah. contribution, though, uh, Chairman, Chairperson. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, did not know, I did not know about all chair. that narrative. That, that is like double the narrative you'd expect in a league like League Two. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, right, for the cool. first time, people actually are going to want to watch a fourth division league. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, promotion relegation is good. Are you going to watch fourth division American soccer? Uh, 
<laughs> well, I mean, America has its own league too. It's it is? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Actually, no. I, wait, does USO go down to league two? I thought it ended at league one. Oh, no, it does go down No, it goes down to league two. Oh, geez, we do, do we have. Too. I believe that's where FC United plays. I, I yeah. still have no idea how that team Chicago, exists. Chicago FC United. And no one cares about that team. Some people care. Yeah. I remember what, like, Saga coached them for a while. That's weird. That team should be bigger. Anyway. All right, we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the J League. We're going to Japan. Sonozo Osaka lose 1 0 to Kashima Antlers. Uh, they were also down a man for a portion of the game. I just saw that they finished the game down a man. Yeah. The uh, Antlers scored a goal in the 67th minute, and then Osaka lost a man in the 71st. So that's unfortunate. Uh, Kyoto lose 4-1 to Yokohama Marinos. Uh, Marinos, you know, near the top of the table. So, whatever. It's to be expected. Right now, actually, uh, Serizo Osaka is ninth, and Kyoto is all the way down to 13th at this point, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, and still confusing is still confusing is Kawasaki, but they did get a 1-0 win over Sagantosu. Uh, Iniesta also got a run out with Kobe as they continue to stay on top of the uh, stay on top of the league, so that's nice. Nick, do you have a do you have a J League team that you would like me to mention? Um, FC Tokyo. FC Tokyo. I think yeah. something weird happened to them. Uh, yeah, they lost five one to Consadole Sapporo. Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, when did all these goals happen? Oh man, like. Yeah, they were down 3-0 in the first uh, at halftime already. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? We have we have Kyoto at least now. <laughs> Kyoto also lost, but didn't lose as bad. Damn. Well, you know, there's something. Aren't they both like just comfortably mid-table anyway? I mean, Kyoto was only recently promoted. Tokyo is like comfortably mid-table, but uh, Kyoto is happily mid-table. <laughs> Oh, duality of man, then. It's like how Brayman, in theory, are regular mid-table, then you realize they get promoted. Like, you know what? I will take mid-table. This one is doing pretty good, too. The, you, the, I, that team name sounds ridiculous when you think about it. But then again, there's a lot of ridiculous, almost ridiculous. Like, there's a team called Yokohama. Oh, that's the name man. of the city. I don't, yeah, they're making motorcycles. Jimmy. That is the name of a city. <laughs> it's also the name of the motorcycle people. I don't know what to tell you. Well, they named it after the city. <laughs> they named they named the the city after the motorcycles. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, we got the, uh, the biggest news in the J League. Obviously, did you say it at the end? I did. I yeah, zone I said Iniesta got to run out Man, with uh, out Kobe so hard, apparently, in their three yeah, 0 win. Up the Andres Iniesta. Sergio Busquets is leaving Barcelona, so get him get him involved. Give me a midfield of Iniesta and Busquets, please. Iniesta is actually playing like on the wing for them. <laughs> Good, why not? Who, when he comes on him? off the bench, they put him on the wing. Uh, oh. Anyway, moving on to uh, the Women's League, uh, Women's Empowerment League. Uh, cheap, uh, Jeff uh, took a draw with uh, Sendai. It was 1-1. That's kind of the only interesting game there. Uh, but, uh, Kobe won. Urawa took a draw, which actually, yeah, that's a bit surprising. Uh, but I don't think that there's much of a change in the standings. Think, things are pretty much week. set. Regular it's a normal week, week, you know. Yeah, it's a normal week. Uh, the, the Sometimes team, you need that in life. 
Well, I mean, uh, Jeff is uh, third from bottom, which is unfortunate. Uh, the actual bottom of the league is uh, Niigata. Uh, so Gotta be careful. Sorry. Instinct. I was, I was trying to hold off. I was trying to hold off from 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 mentioning them, but I'm just like, oh man, I was about I'm about to mention. And that's that's the team that's there. I gotta say, them. I had the joke queued up, waiting for it in the men's section, and you never got to it. So I, I think they still had in the back chamber. <laughs> it's always ready. It's always ready to go. Uh, but uh, it's them uh, at 11th place, and then 10th place is uh, Nagano, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 9th place is Jeff. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's a definite massive difference between like, okay, first place has 40 points. That's uh, Uroba Reds. And then you go all the way just to fourth place. They got 22 points. <laughs> it, it, that's the Uroba Red Diamonds, right? Full name? Yes. Nice. Yes. Good name that, Red Diamonds. Well, I don't think, no, this specific Uroba Reds, they're not Red Diamonds. They are the Uroba Red Ladies, Reds Ladies. Okay, wait. What are our Reds ladies, or are they called yeah, the Red ladies? Reds ladies? Okay, good. I thought they were called name Red is, ladies. Full name is Mitsubishi Heavy Industries Uroa oh, Reds man. ladies. Up, up the heavy industry. <laughs> up the heavy. Well, that's the whole thing in in Japan. Like, I, even in Korea, I believe, if like the not just K League, but like the the baseball league as well, they're just like named after the company. Uh, I know that uh, the major team, the major baseball team in Tokyo is the SoftBank Hawks. Okay. <laughs> because they're owned uh-huh. by SoftBank. Then again, we have quite literally the New York Red Bulls in America, so maybe it's not as baffling as it sounds. And, yeah. and you know, RB Leipzig. Well, I mean, it's Rosenball Sport, but... Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the NWSL, uh, I... One good news thing is Olivia Moultrie scored a goal. So that's pretty nice. Uh, the Portland Thorns drew with North Carolina Courage 3-3. Three to three. Emily Menges actually got a first-minute own goal. I don't want to know what happened, because that sounds like a very sad thing. I, uh, I, did you say first-minute? First-minute own goal. That's remarkable. <laughs> Imagine having to play the rest of the game after kicking the ball into your own net. That, that's, that's horrible. Uh, Angel City has a... Uh, has a documentary coming, documentary series coming out, and I kind of hate that. Yeah, they have they have like entertainment o- owners, and I hate that. It's it's yeah. annoying to me. Yeah, like what I does Natalie know. Portman know about soccer? What does Queen Abadala know about scoring a soccer ball? <laughs> she knows Mia Hamm, and that's all she needs. <laughs> Hey, I, I would let Natalie Portman talk about soccer to me all day. I could, I could care less how, how much she got wrong. Could care less. I would just sit there and listen. I'm sorry. Can I talk to, can I talk to her about how much I hate sand? <laughs> yeah, as as Natalie Portman tries to explain some soccer concept to you, you just constantly say, "Yeah, but what does it have to do with sand?" There's <laughs> just a giant grin on my face to be in her presence still. I like I like the idea that no, she actually is like fully explaining, you know, like the the the, the horrible like sexist joke of just like explain the offside rule, and she is explaining the offside rule perfectly. You know, all of like the various weird intricacies about like where positioning is also as well, and like oh yeah, mm-hmm. you can't be offside on a throw-in, and she's explaining all that, and then every single time she finishes a sentence, Adnan just says, "What about sand?" 
<laughs> I don't get the sand reference, but I under, uh, fair enough. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, episode judge two. Okay, episode. Two. You know how long I've been around. Star Jiggly? Wars. Oh, can I, can I, I hate sand. sand. You, it's it's sand. rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. Pocket <laughs> sand. Sorry. Someone thought. Yeah, that's a good line. That's gonna get all the text. <laughs> Uh, isn't it Star Wars Night soon at the fire at Soldier Field? <laughs> well, I mean, oh wait, Nick, did you see? Th- I think I saw that tweet because of you, Nick. The uh, the real reason why uh, why Gerhard Struber got fired. <laughs> hey, what, what what was it? Because I post so many memes. I, I'll just oh, put it man. up. Uh, I'll put it in general chat for you too. <laughs> the, oh, okay. Uh, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at losing on Star Wars Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, community's good, man. Good meme, solid it's a, stuff. It's a good show. That's what they say at the end of every episode. It's a good yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now into stuff that won't have us laughing anymore. Craig Harrington, banned from the NWSL for two years, was found to be coaching on a Chicago youth soccer team, which has led to uh, the GM of the Red Stars, Michelle Lomnicki, to be fired. <laughs> Bam. So yeah, that's where we are now. And uh, every yeah. week there is bad NWSL news. Apparently, like every I week. said, I, I said last week, I bet there's something stupid happening right now. And sure enough, the very next day that 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 report drops. <laughs> yeah, the, the Red Stars are at the bottom of the table now. They lost two uh, one to Gotham. Damn. Did not uh, know they were that bad. They they are well. I mean, they got like a ton of injuries too. Like, ha- have you seen their injury report every week? No. That I've uh, this week's uh, the game against Gotham. Their injury report was out: Jill Aguilera for COVID protocol, Sammy Feller for concussion, Amanda Kowalski with an ankle injury, Chana Matthews with an ankle injury, Aidy McCain with an ankle injury, Kayla Sharp was with a knee injury, and Mallory Swanson with a knee injury, and then questionable was Carrie Ricaro. They got, oh. like, I mean, out of those, I think, what, Aguilera, Kowalski, Chena, Sharples, Mal, and Ricaro, that's six starters. Damn. <laughs> I didn't even count, like, the bonus player they add on availability reports, apparently, from what I've learned from the fire. Yeah, it's their injury report's so bad, they're calling up Nicole Hack to come play next, next game. Damn, there's a, there's a Nicole Hack reference on the Sad Boys episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna see a Red Star scout at the the local pickup games that she runs. Yeah, you play on the wing guard out, out here. <laughs> we gotta get so- oh, and, and I think like Bianca St. George's might be injured. Right, <laughs> <laughs> she might be. They started her at like winger in this in this game, which is a yikes. Yikes. When does when does the women's World Cup start again? Uh, that starts uh. I think July, probably July. July, Ooh. probably. Okay. Yeah, well, but real quick. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick, Jiggly, I might have a, a team to root for in the World Cup because if, if the Adidas gives out jerseys for the World Cup, like the men's one, whatever jersey they give me, I'll support for the Women's World Cup. <laughs> so we'll nice. see. Uh, what yeah, you say, Nick? It's, it's going to start July 20th. Yeah, uh, yeah, real quick, going back to the, the story of the uh, guy that was banned two years, 
and still had a job. Um, it just tells you how little this world cares about women's sports. You had a guy that was accused of heinous crimes, sexual harassment, physical uh, physical uh, physical harassment, and was banned from the league. And he ends up getting a job with said league. You just oh, you with the youth. It tells you how little people care about women's sports and the safety mentally and physically that these players and people who are training have to go through. And this guy is probably going to go to another country and get another job. And then when he gets caught doing dumb stuff there, they just go, either they're going to go, oh, my God, how did this happen? How did this happen? Like, we told, it's put on his report, or they're just going to go, you know what? We're winning. Who cares? We'll just get rid of the players and bring in new ones. I mean, that's what they've done with the Purge for the longest time. Yeah. And and the Red Stars, honestly. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. what? Press had issues, and their shoes just sent out. Yeah. I mean, like, you got this, and, like, even though, like, we don't talk basketball, like the thing Brittany Griner went through, the fact that WNBA is underpaying their their players, and they have to go over overseas to go play. And you had the situation with Brittany Griner. Like, come on. These are professional athletes. They said that if if anyone on the Chicago Fire would not deal with that, what makes you think you could do that to these to these athletes just because they're a different gender? I will, be, I will say that, uh, I mean, it was that way only a short while ago, like maybe just a decade ago, like lower end players had to get like had to be working at like freaking Home Depot while playing in MLS and it's different now it's better and it should also be better for the woman yeah exactly well uh so the Red Stars, the Red Stars are in trouble like yeah it's it's like obviously we know the main thing that has to start is they sell the uh the owner sells the team but it, it's tough to look at what's happened to the Red Stars because remember the Red Stars a few years ago were like a really good organization a really like oh, someone people could get behind in 2019 in 2019, the Red Stars were the best team in the world, in my opinion. They were the best team in the world. Man, and now of course they weren't able they, they weren't able to beat North Carolina Courage, but <laughs> of course they lost North Carolina Courage. I, I think I've said this before, but North Carolina Courage just sounds like a racist team. Like, I mean, North Carolina. Yeah, just being called the Courage <laughs> in that color scheme, it just it just it's very it seems very racist to me. It feels like a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an undercover team, Democratic team. It's gonna arrest minorities. I was like, hey, what did you come to the game and do some drugs? <laughs> exactly, man. Feels like that's a cop there. Yeah. Uh, I got. Uh, I-, I did pull up uh, women's World Cup stuff. Uh, I can just name some of the teams because it's very interesting to see who's here. Because uh, Group A, New Zealand, obviously host. And then Norway, which, understandable, Philippines, yeah. okay, Vibes. and Switzerland. Vibes. I just want to also mention, uh, I watch, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before, I watch, you know, the, the new, like, Smosh stuff. You, you guys remember Smosh, and now they have, like, an entire company that, like, Anthony's gone now, but it's, like, I think it's better. One of the people at Smosh, one of the, one of the women there, uh, she has caps with the filipino national team <laughs> nice uh anyway yeah group b australia ireland nigeria and canada 
Uh, we're not going to do any predictions right now. I'm just naming the teams because this is interesting. Spain, Group C is Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. Group D, England, Haiti, Denmark, China. Group E is the U.S., Netherlands, Portugal, and Vietnam. Nice. The U.S.'s first game is against Vietnam. Of course it is. Uh, group F is France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. Group G, Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina. And Group H, Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. Yeah, that last one definitely sounds like a, a, like a World Cup group. That's yeah. like a, a more normal one. That sounds like a normal World Cup group. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Group G kind of sounds like a normal World Cup group with... Uh, yeah, I guess South Africa. It's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm just curious if for the uh, U.S. Vietnam game, the uh, Vietnam supporters are not going to make a uh, makeshift host event trail. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, it's going to be played in Auckland. So that's that's yeah. I, I, I've learned there is going to be winter apparently in New Zealand and Australia at the time because we got a winter yeah. World Cup ball at work for the World Cup. I'm like, what? And then oh I yeah, realized, because because it's a because it's a Southern Hemisphere. Correct, Amundo, yeah. me, me go. But it doesn't get as cold. No, yeah, obviously, I don't think it'll be that bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah. whatever Adidas. Up the whatever jersey Adidas sends me potentially. I hope that wait is Japan Adidas? Japan is Adidas. Cup? They've got the like the pink yeah. and purple flowery one. That that's a good that's a good one. Although I, I remember I remember somebody pointed out that like yeah, it's been four years since the last World Cup and honestly everyone would probably rather have the jerseys from the last World Cup. They yeah. were better. That happens. I know Colombia has like the like you know those kind of galaxy designs people wear on like sweatpants that you can see on like a lot online that's the kind of design columbia has we have that exporting goods we have the women's columbia world cup kit we also have fire kits and fire apparel so pull up fire fans if you want to get anything and enjoy so i don't have to look at it anymore i'm kidding although we still actually sell blankets with the old old fire logo which is a good fun fact for you oh we got some of them right now with the old 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 fire logo let me know we it's just the blankets, unfortunately. I don't know if we have any more oh. in stock, but I bought mine with there. We actually had for a bit. We had the crown logo, and it got on sale for like eight bucks. I still remember the one time, uh, on a mom and da- a mom mom and son walked in dressed in like crown gear. I'm like, that's interesting. They don't really look like soccer fans, and then it turns out they had just been buying it because it was all clearance. It was like seven bucks for a t-shirt, which is a bargain, no matter what the t-shirt has on the front. So fair play to them. I wonder how many people are rocking around with crown logos that they don't realize what it means. Yeah, Adnan, I just want to mention, uh, even though, you know, I know you, I know, you know, Henry Ring now, man, Adidas is not doing too good with these kits. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't looked, I know that they did well with MLS this year, which is nice. Yeah, they did better than usual, but then you look at these and it's just sort of like, it looks like they're just sort of splashing something onto the kit and hoping for the best. Although, can- honestly, this, this home kit, for for the U.S. is just it it's is literally just a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> yeah, it is paint splatter. It is just a paint splatter. I'm gonna look up these kits while you talk about Ooh, the American side. The, the French women's kit is pretty good. It, with their home kit blue. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. 
Yeah, but that one's Nike, isn't it? That's, that's who I would yeah, be rooting Nike. for. But yeah. But you can't. No, like apparently, I was I was warned. Apparently, like even social media, I've got to be wary of what kind of brands I'm, I'm posting. But then again, they're paying me money, so I can't blame them for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, these kits aren't great. I won't lie to you. Nah. I really I like miss the Germany one. I really miss when they had the uh, Nigeria had like those good kits and uh, for the men's World Cup, and then they kind of just sort of like, okay, cool, we're done now. <laughs> we made the one good kit. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have it. it. Nigeria's 2018 kit. I have it. Yeah. Nice. They made well, the one yeah. good kit, and then they're just like, cool, we don't need to make another good one again. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep it simple from now on. <laughs> no, uh, that's that. This like the, the thing is, the thing that I think that Adidas is doing is they're trying to make more intricate details, and I don't think that's helpful mm. for the style. If they let me pick, I'm definitely taking the Japan one just because I love the Japanese Federation logo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That eagle goes so hard, man. Yeah, the the home blue kit has got like origami shapes on it. And then the the sunset kit. Honestly, I would, if there is one kit, I mean, even though I have been, you know, trashing the Adidas kits so far... I would take the that away kit, the uh, the sunset kit, because that looks like you know city pop. That looks like the 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 background for a Sailor Moon episode. <laughs> no, yeah, that kit's gonna be popular. Uh, I'm just scrolling through it now, really quick. Oh man, Vietnam doesn't have a uh, have a Federation logo. It's just no. their flag. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's just the star. And then, uh, oh, Portugal also has the paint splatters. <laughs> of course. All right. Spain. What? Spain is all right. Yeah, Spain's kit's all right. That's what I mean. Like, they, they're, they're, they want to do intricate details, and I don't think the intricate details work. Yeah. I'm but just happy that they gave Argentina, you know, normal Argentina kits. Yeah. That's fair. Should Korea's we, we get... kits are the Korea. The Korean kits are nothing. They are just nothing. <laughs> yeah. But we can't. We can't do the um, uh, women's World Cup stuff in due time. Yeah, we'll because do that we, eventually. You said you said it was Ju- July. July twentieth. Started July twentieth. Nice. So moving on to um. Well, also one final thing. Uh, there was a Yuki mic up mic'd up video, which is like I know that I've said I w- I won't interact with anything involving like the Red Stars until like Arnim's officially gone. But I am gonna watch anything that involves Yuki because Yuki's the best. That's fair. She did score, right? No. Oh, was that the previous? Week I don't then? think they. I don't think they. I don't think she scored this week. That's fair. Let me um, just scroll back uh, here. Hey, uh, real quick before we move on to MLS. Um, I didn't realize Australian A League was in the playoffs. Ooh. Can I? Yeah. Um, real, yeah, real quick. Um, their elimination playoffs was last week because the season ended the week before. Uh, Adelaide United defeated Bloomington Phoenix 2 nothing, And Sydney FC defeated Western Sydney in the Battle of Sydney, Sydney. One. So this Friday, um, the first the semifinals, the first leg, double leg on advocates. Sydney FC plays the number one seed, Melbourne City FC, and Adelaide United plays the number two seed, uh, Central Coast uh, Mariners. And then the next 
Friday, um, the second leg, both teams, and the grand final is uh, June the 3rd. Um, and winning the uh, the regular season is Melbourne City FC. So go City. <laughs> No, this, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just got a traffic advisory from Columbia and they, you know what? This is the first time I've ever gotten a traffic advisory about the fire. Because <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, graduation is the same is the same day as the game on Saturday. And because the game's at noon, all of the, all of the you know, students who are trying to get up, up uh, north to uh, where they're going to have graduation this year, which is like way too far away. There are some some people complaining about like they don't even have a shuttle bus for like normal students to get up there. They're just cool. going to be like, yeah, just figure it out on your own to get up there. And uh, yeah, uh, I got an email saying that there will be a fire soccer, a Chicago fire soccer game at Soldier Field at noon. Please anticipate increased traffic and expect delays. Man. I don't think that's true, but like, sure. Yeah, the attendance <laughs> will be interesting for sure. Like, There's going to be more attendance coming from the south, uh, more, more more traffic coming from the south than coming from the north. I think. I can't wait to go driving during that. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. Holding a dozen donuts, going to a 9 a.m. tailgate. Yeah. Speaking of um, American soccer, MLS yeah, right. feels like it's take. It feels like it's taking us two days to get to MLS segment, even though it's not even been that long. Something. Something's confirmed. Maybe I also almost fell asleep before the the Milan game started today because uh, I woke up at five for work. Although thankfully, it's the last time we're going to have to do that for the foreseeable future. So that's yeah. nice. Anyway, MLS real quick. Um, Sporks beat Seattle in Seattle, even though Sporks were last and Seattle was first going into the game. No idea how that happens. Um, Joseph scored twice against Atlanta, which is you know good narrative and good for him at least because he was not treated well by Atlanta. Um, Jiggly, doesn't it? Hasn't Houston played RSL like three times already this season? Because they played uh, again this weekend. Uh, uh, I just, like, I just saw something. I just saw something. Uh, FC Dallas against St. Louis was suspended after 50 minutes, and they're apparently it's not. I know that if you play at least 50 minutes of a game, you can just end it. Apparently, they're going to pick it back up sometime. <laughs> that happened last year with a Charlotte game. But, but like, it also took them forever to repl- like to finish it off. So I have no idea what's the plan here. It's there's supposed to be like a certain amount of time that you can play a game and then be able to pick it back up. I'm confused. Uh, you, you think I know, man? You think actually, I know? Actually, that was the first time that uh, that Real Salt Lake played Houston this season. Real? That is shocking. Yeah. I thought you were gonna look it up, and they may have that may have just been the second game this season. No. And I was being like, no, that is shocking. I swear they played them on day one. Anyway, they might have played them in uh in like uh in their preseason. Um, I don't know. And they were and reporting then, uh, on that. The last MLS note is um Atlanta handshake emoji San Jose. Because both Jiggle and I talked about pre in, in, in preseason about how I thought Atlanta was gonna be good. He thought San Jose was gonna be good, and they're both fourth place in their respective conferences. And they're looking okay. Atlanta was better early on. San Jose's been warming up now, but they're both doing pretty well. So oh, yeah. Still jiggly. We sometimes should, know things. I should also mention that uh, the uh, U20 uh, World Cup roster just dropped today. And uh, yeah, Gaga's in it. I don't care. Um, 
but uh, I just want to say that San Jose has given up probably one of their best attackers on the team. One of their best attackers. I mean, obviously, it's the the oh, best yeah. one is probably. Uh, I know. I no. I I apparently butcher his name because I just learned it wrong. <laughs> Not Espinoza. It's uh. Is it Abobase? Abobase. Abobase. Yeah. You 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 called him wrong the first few weeks. I had to correct you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, no, uh, him and Abobase. Espinoza and Abobase have been good. Yeah, but uh, Cade Cowell is going to be going to the uh, going to the World Cup as well as Quinn Sullivan. I'm just naming guys who are like who I'm pretty sure are like major players for their team. Uh, Cade Cowell, I think Quinn Sullivan plays pretty often with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, then there is going to keep the, the Philadelphia midfielder. Jack McGlynn. Yeah, that's the big Jack one. Jack McGlynn. Uh, Diego Luna. And uh, Caleb Wiley was called up as well. Things happen all the time that the the Gutierrez it, news came before we record. Like like that, we technically can include this fire segment. But, but I, I do want like to ages ago. But I do want to ask then, like you know, you look at the players that were brought in. Like the only comparable player to the amount of t- uh, amount of minutes that like and Brady get. Is Cade Cowell? That's the only comp- like Cade Cowell and Jack McGlynn are the only two comparable players. And then when you look at those two teams, they have depth in those spots. What does the Fire have at goalkeeper and at that attacking midfielder position? Like Nick, it's understandable. You, Nick, you got a, a, a take first because mine's mine's a bit more toxic, so I, I'd probably would be better if I go second. On uh, which which part? Just Gutierrez and not being released. I can see why at the time you didn't you didn't want to release them because those are your two best players. Because um, you're not sure if Goody's going to get um, playing time. You probably would think Brady would get playing time, but they have Gaga on the team, so they would probably lean more towards Gaga. Um, so break. So there, there you go. Um, also the possibility of getting hurt, but because of the events that happened Saturday through Monday, again, there's your two best players, you know, and it's U20. No one really cares about U20. I mean, Atlanta didn't release uh, their players. No, Um, Caleb Wiley. Oh, Caleb Wiley. He only released one. Okay. Uh, What about Philly? Anybody for Philly? Jack McGlynn and Quinn Sullivan. Um, I don't know. I mean, if at the time, as I had said, that Goody's a, a, a starter, I would see probably for the rest of the season that he is a starter, and Brady's definitely a starter. Those are two starters. Um, Ricky's not that bad as a backup, but still, you want your starters, and they'll be gone for a month. Uh, it would be a little bit easier if a certain which player would uh, play up to the, the money that we're giving them, but uh, that's a different story. We'll get into that later. Uh, make that a little bit more, okay, Goody, maybe we'll consider you going. But, you know, the, the outrage people were giving online, I'm just like, dude, we're trying to make the playoffs and win something. That, that backlash was real stupid. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. Oh. What? My my counter then, since I'm coming from like the talk standpoint, 
is that like obviously you can't blame the fire because at, at the end of the day it's their choice. And Brady, obviously you keep Brady because the the youth team has Gaga and whatever. You're not going to send your goalkeeper to be a backup when you need him. But I can't blame other MLS fans for being mad at the fire, considering like it doesn't. The fire don't matter enough for this. It is. It has been my takeaway. Like the fire are fighting for the nine seed in Eastern Conference right now. Just let the kid go out there and play at the tournament. What's the worst that's going to happen? Injury. Let, let the he can get. He's going to get injured for us. For the fire. You know. Like the the fact that the fire of all teams are the ones withholding a player when they've just been so awful for years now, that's I, that, that's why I don't have beef with anyone that's annoyed about it. You know, like obviously if you're a fire fan, you want to keep Gutierrez for your your own needs. But if you're a youth fan, like if you're a USA youth fan, and you're like the fire is the one team that's keeping their dude, I don't know. And especially now if he's not going to be playing centrally, I we'll we'll see what Klopas does with him. But like, I. Definitely would have let him go, but that's because purely I don't. There's the MLS season is so long, and nine teams make the playoffs. You should be fine without him anyway. But just let the kid go out there and play. Let him have that moment for himself. But yeah, uh, it, it, I I I was not, and I mean I, I think they're going to stick with it no matter what because even though Ezra's gone, I think they're keeping Gutierrez. But yeah, I can't blame anyone for being annoyed about it. To be fair. Nine teams make the playoffs, man. You're fighting uh, for the nine seed. We ha- we haven't gotten to the open cup yet, actually. We kind of skipped that. Well, no, because this was we haven't because I put the 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 open cup game with um oh well like, I can just do the rest of the open cup before we actually yeah that's do the what I mean real quick yeah. uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds beat New England in New England so there's your big cup set uh, LAFC almost got cup set but they survived on penalties with like a you know who was team. coaching against them. Oh, uh, who's coaching against New England? No, against LAFC. No, I did coach, not. Of, coach of Monterey Bay, Frank Yallop. Oh, yes, because he was the one that had the cups at last round. Correct. Uh, I mean, the Fire have a vacancy right now. I'm, I'm kidding. Please don't do that. Uh, and then the funniest thing is that Philadelphia twice tied their game in stoppage time, both in regular time stoppage time and then stoppage time of overtime. To make it one one and then two two, and then they lost on penalties anyway. Like that's funny. Imagine tying a game in the ninetieth minute, tying it again in the hundred twentieth minute, and then just losing anyway. All that, as the kids say. You know that sounds like the fire for some reason. No, that fi- sounds like something that the fire would do. I I would not be surprised if the fire gave up the goals in the ninetieth, hundred twentieth minute, and then just lost. No matter what, the fire end up losing the game. Sorry, I, I can't be toxic. It's been a decent. I was gonna say it's been a decent week for the fire, but then I remember the Nashville game is still this week technically. I I, I, I am gonna say that my dad has said that uh, that that game on Tuesday night is probably the most fun he's had at a fire game in a very long time. That's fair. It was a, it was yeah. a good vibe in general. Do do we want to just like you want to go chronological then, or do you want to just do? You recency? know, we can skip that Nashville game because. There is almost nothing we can talk about from that game. We, we um, can talk about Casper uh, Shaboko's dancing <laughs> instead of playing soccer. But uh, we can I mean, like about- we can talk about we can talk about the lineup, but that leads into Ezra. Yeah, Casper uh, Shaboko comes on instead of Kutsias at halftime, or is it 
No, yeah, Kusias comes off at halftime and says Shaboko. And then Shaboko gets substituted in, in the Open Cup instead of Kusias. Do they not know they're supposed to be developing Kusias? Why is Shaboko still playing here? What's the goal here? Sorry, just need to get that off my chest. They're, they're, they're using him to lure in Jim Curtin. Kutsias? Oh no, Shaboko. That, yeah. that me off for a second. No, Kutsias is how we got is is why uh why Klopas is the head coach now. Klopas starts speaking Greek at the end of his press conference as he was walking out. Good lad. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, yeah, Jigmail, I, think I'll, I was. I'll, I, I will say. I think I was actually at uh SeatGeek later than you were <laughs> after um, the game. Let's let me see. Do I have? Because I said still here at nine thirty eight. Let me see when I took I took a picture in the bathroom. Pause. I wonder if I have the exact time. Nine fifty. Okay. I was I was still I was still sitting out there for like uh, about like ten, fifteen more minutes after I sent after I sent that. So yeah. We left about the same about similar time then. And the vibes were good. The yeah. vibes were good. I mean Yeah, I'll let they you don't guys talk you about out it. there. I might randomly go to the bathroom at some stage, but if that happens, you guys the good thing is well, there's another person here to to, to do the conversating. <laughs> but yeah, you le- uh, as as Dan Kelly would say, Jiggly, you've got the keys to the getaway car. Did did he always say that, or was it just that one time? No, I, I he did it at least twice. I want to say three times, but I I I, I just think I remember David Akam with the keys to the getaway car as he just sprinting up the field. <laughs> I, I I know from uh, the uh, Mikey Stevens. Mikey Stevens had the keys the, to the getaway the, car? Yeah, one time. Okay, so definitely the Jason twice goal. The Jason Johnson goal. Okay, so definitely twice then, because I remember David Akam having the keys. <laughs> David Akam had the keys. David Akam did have the keys, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, the... I mean, what, the... It, it was a fairly late-arriving tailgate crowd, I think. I mean, I, I always make sure I get, I get there early. <laughs> yeah, but, like... There were more people who came early last time. I, I, I think because it was, it was it was against House, and that was a sort of um, once in a lifetime. Like people were like, "Hey, let me get off early for this one." I mean, this is St. Louis, and we're playing them twice in one week. So people are like, uh, I'll, "I'll show up a little late. I got to work or work a regular schedule." Like, oh, Saturday, that's that's the big one where everyone's getting up early and going to that game. But, yeah, it's, I think it's more or less people had to work or, like, had to pick up their kids from school or finish class, whatever. And, like, we're playing them again on Saturday. So Yeah, I uh, remember hearing from some of the San from I was about to say San Jose, from some of the St. Louis people that, uh, you know, that most most of the guys were going to be showing up on Saturday, not today. I mean, on, not Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah, I I had my prediction of uh, it going to extra time, and that would have been fun because you know that's just it just feels like a Klopas thing for like a weirdly cathartic moment. And you know what? Yeah, like it it, it still happened with the, with that win, a uh, weirdly cathartic. A weirdly cathartic moment for the fire with uh, Klopas at the helm. Yeah, it's like if, if you look at like the whole situation and the standings and the hoopla, like that game shouldn't have felt the way it did. But like I, like you kind of walked away and you're like, yeah, that, felt, that was a good time. Like maybe it was a good feeling. 
maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was just everyone got caught up in nostalgia. Maybe everyone will get brought back down to earth this weekend. But like, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of needed, you know? Yeah. It was, it was like when your parents are about like, this is going to be a really grim comparison. Fun. But it's like, imagine if like your parents tell you like, there's like a death in like the family, like an extended family member has died. So they just take you to get some ice cream. It's like, yeah, enjoy the ice cream for a bit. Like life sucks, but you know, you're an ice cream right now. You can deal with like yeah. the, the sucky things later. Yeah. Up to the Frank Lopez. There is, I, I just found out that there is a, a, uh, a Twitter account joined on September, 2009, zero following three followers. And it's just at Klopas. <laughs> and there's still- one tweet, September 3rd, 2009, that says, Ola. <laughs> and nice, no caps. I still can't get at Adnan Basic on Twitter. Every time I check, there's some random old account that has it. But yeah, no, it was at one point in the post game press conference, I just looked at Klopas. I just started smiling because I'm like, what do we do? Like, how... How's he returned? Yeah, uh, you is, know, you, nice. we, we've gone from you bullying him at the uh, Jersey event. I to... didn't bully him. That's not, <laughs> I, I, I was a bystander, okay? That's different. <laughs> but yeah, it, I just, you just started talking. I'm like, this is nice, you know? Oh, um, It's like when you have your uncle stay overnight for, for a day, and you don't know why, but he's just chilling. He's having a good time, you know? We've got we've got Uncle having a sleepover for for the rest of the season. <laughs> Uncle Uncle Frankie, yeah, it's like oh look he's here he he brought like some sweets but like not too many obviously. <laughs> I'm making a lot of family comparisons today. I don't know. Uncle Frankie brought, some, brought some beer. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it it's just a nice it's just nice to have Klopas uh as the as the interim again. <laughs> That it's the third time now, but I mean we do have to talk about okay Ezra. Uh, we can mention you know like that lineup going into Nashville was horrific. I was so I was told, or at least like I, th- I've I've heard varying different stories, but the one that I thought was the most funny, uh, <laughs> morbidly funny, was that uh. You know, there had been some issues, obviously, you know, on the hot seat. And the higher-ups had found out what the lineup was going to be for that game. And they immediately decided that they're going to fire him. And they were going to tell him after the game. Like, the moment the, moment the final whistle, he's done. That's what I had heard. Apparently, there's different stories now coming out from stuff. But, like, we had heard at Men in Red, we'd heard about it, like, right after the lineup came out that he was getting fired. No, actually it was right when the the lineup came out, actually that we heard that, uh, Ezra was getting fired. And the weird thing is, is that Ezra came in the next day for training and was with the team like normal on Sunday. And then on Monday morning, he was informed about being fired. So that was a bit weird. And we thought about it. They probably thought about it. I don't know. I think that there may have... It, it, we've seen this so many times with the fire. Like, if you remember, like, Harry Ship, he got a text yeah. from somebody else, not from the team, that he'd been traded. We've uh, seen this yeah. sort of thing happen. We've seen this sort of thing happen in the past, especially with this club, 
or they just don't let them know until after it happens. Once, they have to find I, out from the press release. I just like the idea of you drop a star lineup so horrific you immediately get fired. Honestly, that might I like I after after hearing other stuff like that probably wasn't it, but I do think that's a very funny concept. <laughs> like, damn, bro. It was it, it was so confusing. Like that lineup was terrible. To be fair, I, when they when they yeah. dropped the lineup, what? What, Nick? No, I was just like, like, yeah, that lineup against Nashville. I was sitting there because I, I didn't watch most most of the game because um, I was helping a friend move, and I saw the lineup. I was like, what? What are you? What is this? I like, uh... I understand you have a game Tuesday. Open Cup game, you, you want to go far in that tournament, possibly win it, um, and it's against St. Louis. But uh, I I know that like I, I was uh, you know getting ready for the game, and then my mom's like like when when my mom tells me dinner's ready, she just bangs on the wall, and you know okay cool that happened like bangs on the wall okay I'm gonna go head downstairs and I just see the lineup come up and it's like oh. Oh, I just yelled downstairs. I need to check the lineup for a second. And I was up there. And then I had to poke my head back out of my room because she had banged on the wall again. It's like, okay, dinner's ready. I just had to poke my head back. I was like, I need to, I, I need to do some math. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> I had to put together multiple formations to try to figure out what this lineup could even be. Yeah, and then we got the random news that everyone's just injured magically. Oh they yeah, the random about it. the random magic injuries, which my dad even mentioned that uh, you know, like, I mean, what you have uh, in in the NFL, people would lose their jobs if they did not report those injuries. Like, people would be sued because mm. of uh, because of sports betting. Yeah, it's, it's it, I I don't it's sometimes you remember the firearm series, but I don't, I don't know what's the case. I hope the fire aren't just lying to people. Well, it's, it's also the league. Yeah, because true. because the the injury report is made on Wednesday, and the game is on Saturday. That's two whole days in between. Yeah, you your players can get hurt. Uh, it's it's just another fire thing, like always. To be fair, um, yeah, that lineup is just weird. I don't know what. We gotta figure out what's going on with CS, by the way. I mean, in due time, obviously. And I know John Duran struggled early on too, but like, we gotta give this CS kid a chance to actually like succeed. Well, I mean, what Duran got a chance to play with uh, Fire Two, and I don't think CS has even seen the pitch of Fire with Fire Two. No, he definitely hasn't. And I don't think the plan. Well, I mean, I I, I still remember I asked Ezra about it, and he said it wasn't the plan. Like they could do it, but it'll be interesting to see like how Clopus does it. Then again, Clopus is also Greek, so. He's going to have a, a preference. Not a preference, but like he's going to want to kind of develop the Greek kid. Not uh, like in even a racist way, but like, yeah. I will also mention that. Uh, I, I forgot to mention this with the uh, St. Louis game, but uh, I did finally find Logan Paws. Uh, I, I was the one that needed to find him. Well, I found him. <laughs> you found him first. Yeah, you missed him. I found him. No, I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I pulled up. That was funny. The the the, th the event was in the way of walking up to the press con the press box. So that was so nice. yeah, 
got to say hi to I, well that's that's my fun thing of like whenever i go to events like that i don't go directly to the per to the person or the people that everybody is going up to i hang back and look for wherever the opening is <laughs> because i hung back and i got to talk to uh he, this guy's been like working in youth soccer in chicago since like the 80s uh ray uh, I got to talk to him for a bit uh, about the uh, Henry Ring's Henry Ring article and all that. And then everybody else is surrounding Jesse Marsh and Chris Armis at that event. And then off to the side is Logan Paws, and the only people around him were like the men in red guys. Man. <laughs> and uh, also got to talk to uh, Brian Sand a little bit too. I, I I can tell you about Sandal afterward, but I Sandal Sandal was a fun time in the press box last night. I have some stuff to time. talk about too. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, good, good win. Um, it's it's the at the very least it's a good thing way to start the rivalry because this Chicago St. Louis rivalry can get really funny. It's got yeah. a really good dynamic in place of like the 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 younger kid on the block who's doing better in general. But if they if the fire if the fire could become St. Louis's bogey team, that'd be so funny. That would be because, great because like at the end of the day, like St. Louis can do better in the regular like the regular season. Who's gonna care? They can't beat the fire. The fire team they call terrible all the time. Like that's funny narrative. Go on, Nick. No, it's just yeah. It's online. It's just roasting St. Louis supporters, especially after the win. It's it, it just been my my joy has come back again because the last few <laughs> weeks I've just been down, like like literally calling toasted ravioli uh, a just screwed up pizza puff. Just someone from St. Louis. Tried a pizza puff in Chicago. Went home. Is like, oh, I can make that. Screwed it up and just went. Forget it. I I also want to add in. Uh, first of all, they do. Uh, we did literally reverse the course of a river. We have defied nature uh, in order we, to send them our sewage. So we that is something. We have defied God, and we are going to hell for it. I'm kidding. Sorry. Well, that's just that 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 doesn't even have the, anything to do with this. That's just oh, something sorry. we do. Yeah, <laughs> we just I do just... that anyway. Uh, and also, uh, what there's, uh, I heard the report was they only sold ten away tickets for the uh, for that game. I think that's why they they I they, they, they made fun of. Uh, well, oh, yeah, they only sold ten away tickets for that game. And meanwhile, they're like, oh, yeah, your attendance is terrible. They do not travel. And we might see that when they said, oh, we're going to fill up uh, Soldier Field uh, so that you guys can see. Well, I mean, I I've heard some I've heard the numbers. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. surprisingly well. Uh, I've heard I've heard about the numbers coming in on Saturday and it is not what they think. Mm -hmm. and, and where was that support for St. Louis FC? Uh, Where is that support for St. Louis Atletica? Yeah. Oh, dude, is going deep in the bag there. Yeah. Well, right back, Saint, I, I still have the scarf up. Uh, well, it's on the other side of my scarf. The inaugural uh, April 4th, 2009 match with the Red Stars. On the other side of that scarf is St. Louis Atletica. What's also funny is that... Um, after the game, the press, uh, like all the press people, were walking by the way fans, and uh, one of the people in the press gave a thumbs up to the St. Louis fans in a wholesome way to kind of like you know like they're the people that made the trip over like fair play at least to them you know it's still a five hour trip it's it's you know yeah. I, I can respect yeah. the way travel, and then the dude I guess took that as a like a sign of being toxic and just started yelling about how his team's gonna make the playoffs at least. 
And my first thought was my brother, everyone makes the playoffs. The fire probably <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. Why are you going after the press? We have to deal with this. And then my my second thought was the the immediate thought everyone always has of they have to go back to St. Louis at the end of the you day. You do have to go to St. Louis. Do you like uh -huh. they have to live in St. Louis? That's and if you don't live rough. in St. Louis, you probably live in, in Western Illinois, which might be worse. Imagine living you in St. Louis. Wait, really repeat bad? that. Sorry, you're, you're muffling. You to, oh, yeah. I said you have to pass through East St. Louis to get to St. Louis. And you just went from terrible to, oh, my God, what is going on? Jeez, yeah. But uh, that's why uh, th I got to find the quote I had used for the article because obviously the fire are not in the best situation either. So they're not like the fire aren't off often like on the high ground in these rivalries, being able to like punch down other people. Because you know the fire always kind of suck. But I gotta find the quote I had where it was insecurity is at the heart of every rivalry. Because the fire don't want to lose this rivalry either. The fire don't want to have the the new kids next to them start beating them. So that's why yeah, this this deal this one is a big deal. I mean, you could tell the fire the fire put out the first choice lineup. They they want the cup. They wanted to win that game. They should have put out Shakiri against the house, though. Oh, well, obviously, but that's funny. That should have happened. Like, that's just funny. But this, um, this, this was smart. You know, you go for the win here. You, you, like, whisper it. Obviously, we don't, we don't, we don't actually think the fire can win the open cup, right? Like, they have a chance as much as anyone else do, but that's actually, not. Actually, wait, like, let me check who's left. Uh, Pittsburgh, LAFC. <laughs> that's good. The, the oh, there's, game, there's, there's some games going on right now, actually. Loudon United yeah. against Columbus, Cincinnati against New, uh, New York. Ooh, I LA Galaxy, check. Seattle. That's a good one. Uh, I, I, but well, I, if you may... If, sorry? Memphis, you know, it's Memphis at Birmingham tonight. That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's going to be, like, Columbus, probably NYCFC, Charlotte, Miami, Red Bulls, Pittsburgh... Like the the fire are gonna have to beat at least an MLS a good MLS team or two. I think. I mean, I'm just gonna say this. I think they could make it to the final. And I say this because Klopas, he knows how to play a tournament, and he yes. knows how to play the Open Cup specifically. I don't know if the geographic thing stops at the semifinals though, because if they get thrown against the Western teams in the semis, they'll be in trouble. Like no, the think, I, they, they're still in groups. They're still in groups. Yeah. But I think like up it, until yeah. the quarterfinals, actually. Oh, okay. The Fire also haven't played an away game yet in the cup. So we'll see. That that's is true, but I, I don't think I don't think that's the same sort of issue that it was in the past where it's like we never went on the road. We have one on the on the road this season. It's just that we don't win very often anyway. <laughs> Against Miami, to be fair. I don't know. We might end up against Miami. I'd be funny. I'm down for that. But give me, uh, give me, give me Fire Pittsburgh at Bridgeview again. But it is uh, honestly more likely that the Fire will play against Minnesota. And if that is on the road, I would like to go do it. <laughs> that seems like a fun time. Isn't it the train? It might be the train. The, the train. If you go, you definitely gotta go on via the 
Oh my god, that was a weird burp. I'm sorry. You gotta go via the train. <laughs> Don't stop living in the train. Don't stop, dude. I. It's weird in the press box. I instinctively just still like kind of pat my my hand on the desk to the rhythm of like the the fire songs. It's still ingrained in me. No matter how long it goes or how long I feel, you haven't escaped. Oh, I I fully (laughs) escaped Jiggly. Thankfully, I'm I'm still happy. It's like I almost said I'm like God looking out from a distance. What the hell? What is going on with me today? What is going on with me? I'm sorry. I still have no idea if I actually should go up here or not. But yeah, I don't. It's it's weird because you know after that national game, the like everyone's like, all right, time to panic again. But now the open couple were close, plus everyone's just like, you know what? Let's just relax for a bit. I think Let's I think just it's enjoy be- life. I think it's like, look, because we have Klopas now, we know it doesn't matter. So we can have fun. <laughs> Interim for the entire season is wild. I'm gonna I, go okay, pee, by I, the way. So talk amongst yourselves real quick about that. If you want if you'd well, like I think well, I mean, uh Nick, you wanna you wanna talk about uh as we're getting fired? Because I know that there's a I, I, I talked to Phil about it as well, that like something weird there with uh Wiki getting more time despite doing less. Um, I do, I do find it a little weird and somewhat like disheartening that Ezra didn't at least get to finish the season. I mean, like I understand him being let go, um, because it, it like his, his tactics are just like like they, they, some of them make you scratch your head. Um, but yeah, Wiki. Well, Wiki got two full. I thought he had two full seasons. He got well. Technically, it was. Uh, it, he wasn't even fired at the end of the second season. He was let go by mutual decision because I mean he needed to go home to visit his to be with his dad. Yeah, but, like he was. He was. He was fired at the end of the season anyway. So they just did it like that. So it was like three, four games. Yeah. And um, like Ezra, it it was just just ceremonially let go. But you know, um, what I'm concerned with with Ezra is is he going to get another head coaching job? Because I think he, he he was a pretty decent coach. It's just like it just felt at times like he had nothing, hardly anything to work with with the fire. There yeah. was a lot of things. I mean, yeah, there was things that, hey, look, put Shakiri out in the damn wing. Put him out in the damn wing. Put him out in the wing. Um, but he, obviously, we're not the head We're not the head coach. We're not him. He probably saw something different in Shakiri as opposed to what we see. So, but my concern is him getting another position, um, a head coaching position, because, like, he, he was let go, and there was only, there's only, like, two African-American coaches in MLS. I mean, I know one is Wilfred Nancy. Who's the other one? God, I forgot. I forgot who it is. I totally forgot. I, think it. I, I, I thought it was only two. Yeah, it, it was three. He, he, Ezra was three. Um, so it just, you, you just hope he, 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 he gets another coaching job. And just, and, and also was another thing disheartening is like, like yeah, I understand that height his contract runs out this after the end of this year, and he's probably hopefully not being brought back because you can't let him get another pick of a head coach. It's just like no, like you pick two and they weren't successful. 
you didn't make the playoff. Um, and I, I keep thinking about Heinz, and I'm like, because you mentioned the last show, the 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 rot that's in this uh, the fire, and I kind of slightly disagree with you. Um, the rot was with Hauptman and um, Rodriguez. They're gone. This with Heinz and Monsueto is either one of three things, either naivete, incompetence and not, uh, not understanding that MLS is a different league than the Swift League. Like, I, when you think of MLS, I, I think of this quote from Band of Brothers, the TV show. The first episode where David Swimmer's character is talking to um, the dude from Millions, um, I think he was playing uh, uh, Dick Winters, and he's telling me, he's like, this is not dog company. This is not Fox company. This is Easy company. And under my command, Easy is going to be the best company in, in the in the uh, 506. Like, this is MLS. This is not Swiss League. This is not Static League. Yes, they're playing the same game, but it's totally different rules. And you need to adapt to those rules as fair or unfair that they are. You need to adapt to be able to win. At the end of the day, if you win, you can change the conversation. You can change things if you're consistently winning. Right now, this is the hand that you're being played, and you're thinking that this is like every other league, and it's not. And you get to realize, Hype, that this is a different league. That tells me you either can't understand it or you won't understand it. And either way, you cannot be the GM of this team. Go back to, go back to Europe and go do that there. You will probably be successful, but here you will not. So it's either just naivete, incompetence, or it's just plain and simply stupidity. I don't think it's stupidity, but I do think it's a naivete, a combination of naivete and a confidence of incompetence and them still trying to change the wheel, change, change the conversation. and think they're more clever than every other GM in this, in MLS. And they're not, he's not play the game and then you can change it. Has, has this turned into a Heights discussion? A yeah. bit. Uh, I just want to add in that, uh, I just found out, I just figured out who the third guy is. It, it's, uh, now the only two uh, the only two African American coaches left are Wilfred Nancy and Robin Fraser. Uh, Robin Fraser yeah. is with uh, the Rabbits. Yeah. Did I that if you I, I hope this has come across weird, but if you asked me to name like which MLS franchise has a black head coach, I would have guessed Colorado like last. Would have had no idea Robin Fraser was in Colorado. Interesting. Well, I think that's mostly because we just always assume that Pablo Mastorini coaches both the Rapids and RSL at the same time. Just it's just an assumption. <laughs> I think also people just forget Colorado exists too. That too. That too. Like like we make jokes about Vancouver being relevant. Colorado's close. I, yeah. I, I always say that Houston is close, but I mean that's you know, that's a different story. Yeah, I can't say Houston just because of how much I, I rock with them. But yeah, the Ezra thing, like, I think when I saw his tweet today, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they did like all of them a bit too soon. Like, especially because of how long the fire usually take to like dilly dally on things. 
it's a little strange that Ezra was the dude that they decided, you know what, we're not going to give this dude any more chances. I don't know. So yeah. I think the big thing here as well, outside of just like that, the, the weird thing of like, okay, why are you giving him less time? I mean, the fire also did that with like Dennis Hamlet. Dennis Hamlet Oof. brought Dennis Hamlet brought the fire the furthest that they've been since then. You know, like they have not been that far into the playoffs since Dennis Hamlet. And he was let go for not getting them past the Eastern Conference final, which, by the way, they hadn't made it to the Eastern Conference final in so long. But he did have other off the field issues with the with the team. He lost, uh, you know, he did lose the locker room. So, I mean, it's somewhat understandable, but that it's still kind of trashy. I think that might. Oh, cool. I'm bleeding. Uh, never. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I say never mind to that. Would you mean never mind your bleeding? Uh, <laughs> and now it's just I, I I scratched a scab that I did not notice, and then I just went back to scratch again. I'm like, oh, that's wet. Uh, anyway. But what is what I wanted to say was that uh, you know I think that right now. This is basically Mansueto taking back control of the team and just being like, okay, I've let Heights run along so long and it's not working out. I think the only reason why Heights is still around is because Mansueto still wants Heights in some specific capacity, but he's taken he's taken the keys away from him. He might want him as like a scout or something. He might want him as something like with a cross between, you know, the fire and Lugano, just not as like a sporting director. He might want to pull him fully over to Lugano. What I think is happening is that the keys are in Mansueto's hands. He's, he's the one doing this. And uh, the reason why it was done now is because they're thinking it is possible that we can get Jesse Marsh. They think it's possible. Yeah, and another thing, we need to um, also expand their coaching search. Just in case Jesse Marsh or Jim Curtin is not available. Like, I was trying to rack my head. I was like, ooh, who can we pick up? And, like, I don't have a list, and I don't want to get involved in a list. But there's a couple of, like, in this country, a couple of coaches that you could pick up. Like, I, I kind of hate saying this team's name, but their coach is pretty good. Detroit City's coach. Trevor, what is it, Trevor James? Yeah, they're, they're kind of bad this year, but they could be worse without him. Right now, as it goes, I mean, yeah, they got thrashed in the U.S. Open Cup a couple of weeks ago by Minnesota. Yeah, but that team, how the way it's made up right now, is they could be worse, and they're not that they're they're bad, but they could be worse. I mean, you throw a couple of couple of uh, grand at that guy, we, we could scoop him up. I mean, that's just one name think- that's out there I could think of. But I do think that Mansueto wants to. Mansueto has a has a bag ready. He he's he's ready to throw money at someone who is proven. Because I think yeah. he, he tried going with what Heights wanted with uh, with getting Wiki. Now he's tried going with you know okay what's a good like MLS guy Ezra didn't work and I think now it's just like okay I want someone who is absolutely proven. And so that's why he is going to go like full court press on trying to get Jesse Marsh or Jim Curtin. And, you know, I'll be honest. I think Chris Armas is like fifth is fifth choice. And we might oh, end up God. with him. 
Oh no. Don't. No. No. Don't. No. Okay, no. so they're not they're not gonna get Marsh, obviously. They're not gonna get Jim Curran. I, I don't mind I don't wanna like break in one's heart, but that's come on. We Firefans should not be unreasonable. Chris Armis, I can genuinely see, and that scares yeah, the life out of me. That does scare me. But like yeah, well, I mean I've, talking about the uh the, the event, I mean, I told Adnan this, and I think I told Nick this, that, like, Armas is talking like he wants the job. I mean, He's talking I'm, like he wants the job. Obviously, he'd want the job, bro. Well, I mean, th- well, the thing is, is that if, if Jesse Marsh gets the head coaching gig with the U.S. national team, I mean, Armas is just going to be on the staff, like, automatically. <laughs> he just I'm, brings him around everywhere. That's his, that's, that's his role. And, I mean, even if Marsh doesn't get the U.S. job, he's not going to take the Chicago Fire job. Jesse Marsh should not be anywhere near MLS right now. I mean, I will also say that, like, you know, Jesse was talking about coaching stuff at that event as well. So it's like, you know, Chris Armas was saying our team, you know, I'm still a part of this team. And, you know, he's still he's still a fire guy. He may not be a Chicago guy, but he is still a fire guy. Uh, So, like, he still cares about the team and he still says our team. But, you know, Jesse was more talking about tactic stuff and, you know. You know what's Harvest tells you? Because he needs a job. <laughs> oh, I mean, Stocking, you know, unemployed man vouches for job. <laughs> I mean, like Jesse Marsh doesn't have a job either. Yeah, but yeah, he but he's, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He, he's he's a candidate to be U.S. coach. I mean, that, that's obviously he's a front runner to be the U.S. men's coach. So, like, yeah, like he's gonna come in and talk coach stuff, but. We should, get, yeah. we should get a man. You know what? The, the only. Hey, why not? You're just being sexist. You're saying we have to get a man. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 only, the only guy uh, who played for the fire and ended up winning as a head coach who won MLS Cup as a head coach and played for the fire. There's only one guy. Would you like to take a guess? Steve Trundolo did not play for the fire. No, he didn't. Ooh, that's this is gonna be a stupid one, is it? It's gonna be a very stupid answer. All right, hit me with it. <laughs> it is Peter Novak. Oh, gee, dearie me, oh, dearie <laughs> me, dearie me. Yep, there it is. Jake, is this the part where I start campaigning for Jurgen Klinsmann again, even though he has a job? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm just saying that, like, that's like, I think that's honestly, they might just like. I don't think that they'll talk to Novak first. They'll pro- uh, I think Mansueto is probably going to have to go to Don Garber and be like, hey, is it okay if we bring him in? No. Do not. Oh, okay. Do not. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. Chicago House AC, Matt Poland. J- just pay, no. send the house some money. Send, send the house some money. Take Matt Poland away. Matt Poland took the house to the Open Cup third round. That, that man is a miracle worker, apparently. No, the, the actual problem with Matt Poland is he's not actually... I think his his focus more is on player development instead of just pure results, and it's also yeah. way too early. Like he needs another job before that, but in due time, yeah. maybe he's got a year yeah. apparently. I think that's what what we're either going to see is we're going to see a major former player name that's brought in. It's possible that Ante Razov will be involved, but I wouldn't like it actually. I, I don't think I'd like it because I want somebody who's proven as a head coach. That's fair. So I mean. I don't know. Maybe try to pry away Josh Wolf. <laughs> no shot. No yeah, shot to do it. Maybe. But like attempt. Um, uh, no, you you guys haven't thought about. Let's just have Klopas do so well that they just give him the job. 
That's again. the funniest timeline by again. far. And then we can bring Frankie L up after him again. We're just gonna go in reverse order. We're gonna de-evolve. I want I want one game of okay, so I want one game of head coach CJ Brown purely because when I used to cover him for the house, so I wanted to do that again. And I want one game of head coach Zach Thorne because just look at the size of him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the, like imagine that dude on the sideline. That, that'd be amazing. I mean, Ezra was a big guy too. No, you know what? They should instead of having Clopas be the interim, they should have it literally be all three. The fire get three head coaches. Honestly, I would love that. I I, I actually kind of wanted CJ to be the interim. <laughs> yeah. The only was, the only I was, counter I had for that is I, I had the same conversation with my dad. This is kind of like uh the fire kind of punting on this year. And you don't want to risk putting CJ in a bad situation to start. Because if you true. put him in a bad situation and he immediately fails, it balls. You've messed that up. I think if, the if only things, the only stuck with Frank Lopez, ah, well, it's Frank Lopez. The only unproven head coach that I would put in, in charge of the fire would be CJ. That's yeah. The that's only unproven head coach I'd I'd use is what CJ. What do you mean unproven? He got a good Proven. he had a good record with Chicago House Athletic. No, Calm down. You, they were yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, I mean, they turned things around at the end because remember, that team was fine for its life at the beginning yeah. because they were a, a brand new team. Respect the pro. Then I mean, again, they're I- in a league with a bunch of other brand new teams, too, though. Okay, well, every team in Nisa's apparently. I don't know. I got to stop talking about Nisa. Right at the time, was that a brand new team? <laughs> and they ran away with their league and they still, the house still played them, uh, like literally gave them the scare of their lives. So, yeah, <laughs> CJ somewhat. Um, is somewhat proven. I, I would well, I mean, still have him over. Yeah, yeah. yeah just unproven in LLS. I'll have him like continue to be assistant until a USL championship team comes plucking. Or, I think that, or, go on. I, I was going to say that I think that's, you know, I either want, you know, I think that the Fire are either going to do one of those big name former players that I mentioned with Jim Curtin, Jesse Marsh, somehow, you know, Josh Wolf. Like they're going to look for that. And I think they might look for overseas talent that are like actually, actually proven and not just, you know, Raphael Wiki, who coached like three games in the Champions League and that's it. So, what I'll end on, and the question I have is that so we have Klopus interim rest of the season. We have Heights rest of the season that we don't trust to make a DP signing. But I don't think he's going to have the keys. If we make a DP signing over the summer, that's the big thing with his... uh, You remember the... uh, Adnan, did you actually watch the uh, the press conference? No. I was in the middle of class. We had just finished our uh, wonderful uh, guest speaker for the final final day of class in uh, my pilot class. Our guest speaker was the guy who wrote uh, Space Jam, The Santa Claus, and Kicking and Screaming. (laughs) Absolutely fun to talk to. Uh... And the to hear all of the guy. all of the incredibly dark ways that uh, Santa Claus could have gone, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was in the middle of the lecture, and it's like, oh, we're gonna do the uh, press conference now. Okay, great. I I explained to my professor, like, look, they just fired the coach. I need to. This is my job. <laughs> just have one ear on the press conference, and it got heated with heights because all the press guys were like. Yeah, we're asking genuine questions. Why are you still here? Why are you making decisions? Are you going to be making decisions? And why would you be making decisions? And yeah, he got a bit combative with uh, Sandalo. Yeah. um... And I think that there's a few of his answers in 
to those questions, which was, you know, he was asked like, I, I think it was Alex. It was either Alex or Sandalo who asked like, uh, are with your contract running up at the end of the season, are you planning on signing a DP in, uh, in, in the summer transfer window? And I think he said, uh, we'll see or something like that, something to that effect. And I think that, uh, you know, I think he's kind of avoiding those questions because it's not up to him anymore. It's going to be Mansueto. Mansueto is going to be making, making those decisions. He's going to be making those decisions until the end. And then, you know, end of the season, when his contract is up, they're going to either let him go or put him in a different position. But so they're just going to let Mansueto buy the player. Like he's going to do the scouting then. Well, I mean, I, I think I think what Mansueto understands that needs to happen is that it, it's the same thing that we said before, which is like if we if you can name that player and then one of us can instantly know who that guy is, Too then that's a good fail. sign. Yeah, I think that's what Mansueto is going to try to do this summer. He's going to try to get a too big to fail player. And I think I know who he's probably going to get. Lewandowski. <laughs> What are dreams? Uh, Thomas Muller wants out of Bayern Munich. Ooh, that's a, that's Miller, a juicy one. That would be good, but I think that he yeah. specifically said that uh, he wants to stay in Europe. Yeah, I think he wants to stay in Europe. Yeah, I think he said, he said like he fish. wants to compete for. He wants to continue to keep compete for trophies. It's like I'm not saying that like oh yeah MLS is just that bad, but I will say I think he thinks that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Joe Man- well, he's got a number. Joe Mansueto can convince him. He was like, you know what? It was not that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at the same time, you know, so, I saw somebody else on Big Soccer making the argument that, like, I mean, yeah, maybe Messi wouldn't want to be here, but, like, Lewandowski would want to try to, you know. Branding. Ex- yeah, brand reasons would come to yeah. Chicago. Yeah. And that would be a great, a great thing for him, great thing for the fire. And, you know, I mean, he can absolutely destroy MLS. Like unlike Insigne, who comes here, gets injured, and came here injured, and we all, and everybody kind of already knew that. Like, yeah, he gets injured a lot. I don't know how often Lewandowski's gotten injured. I think it was yeah. just like he had one recent one with Barcelona, and I think Barcelona is fine with him going as well. Yeah, is he available? I mean, Will he be available this transfer? I I think this might be a little too soon for him too. Unfortunately, yeah, I think it might be like one season too soon. I, but I do remember, wasn't there like this big thing about like Barcelona was just doing better without him on the pitch? It kind of like Shakiri for us. It's just like Barcelona spent all that money to get Lewandowski and then just like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're actually kind of good without him. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, so the, but my, my entire point was are the fire punting on this season, by the way? Like, hey. I, I don't think they're fully punting on this season, but they're kind of like, okay, I accept if it happens. But okay. I, the reason why I think the reason why they fired uh, as early is because, well, if we get if we can get Jesse Marsh or if we can get somebody who is like available from overseas that is solid enough that maybe it can work. Didn't Josie Mourinho once say that he wanted to coach an MLS? Shut your mouth. I'm not even joking. I think. Hold on. I think there was a quote. Oh my god! If 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 the fire gets Jose Marino, 
You, you, I mean, it, literally, I, I, I wouldn't be able to hold. He would have to get a uh, restraining order against my friend Meredith. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hey, look. January 14th, Jose Mourinho plays US, praises USMNT players, MLS development from 2021. Uh, let me just see. Uh, to um, Mourinho to MLS in the future. Uh, Mourinho has always talked about his plan to manage in Major League Soccer one day and his affinity for taking teams to Los Angeles as a base for preseason training should be noted. Eh, eh we could convince him to Chicago. <laughs> uh, hey, try to slice of our deep dish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's honestly more likely that he f- tries to fix the Galaxy, but I don't know how much the Galaxy wanted yeah. to be fixed. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But look, at the, at the end of the day, Mansueto wants to throw a bag at somebody who is going to actually fix this team. And so if he somehow throws the stupidest amount of money at Mourinho, that's only a good thing. Because right now we are finally seeing Mansueto do something. And I yeah. think that this it, it's, it's something a whole lot more than what we've gotten, what we ever got from Hellman. You are going to get Chris Armish, and you are going to like it. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. Oh, I've, God, no. Well, I've been odd, man. I'm Jiggly. Sorry. I'm Nick. Uh, eat the rich, uh, protect trans people, and uh, support your local union. Oh, yeah, wait. I just want to say this for everyone, if you want to know. Uh, the WGA strike, uh, there is going to be a strike in Chicago. Uh, there's going to be a picket line in Chicago on uh, May 17th, the day before my birthday. Uh, at noon at the NBC Damn. Tower. Oh, so very, so, like, so there is no timetable on when this that, that'll end, right? It's just there's no timetable on, on when it's gonna man, end. Man, that's like, wild. It starts at noon. Just show up, man. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> no, but just like the, the strike in general, it's wild to think oh, about. Strike? Well, yeah. There's, yeah. It. Let's just say uh, the last one lasted for like 105 days or something in Jeez. winter in 2007, and this one is expected to go even longer. All right, I'll, I'll end on a tweet then where someone had posted a picture at a Netflix uh, picket line somewhere and apparently Imagine Dragons showed up for a surprise concert <laughs> and someone quote retweeted, disgusting, the studios are using every union-busting tactic in their arsenal. <laughs> uh, eat the rich. <laughs> eat the rich, protect, tra- protect trans people and support your local union. <laughs>